poems received in response to an advertised call for a national anthem by robert h newell orpheus c kerr from the world's best poetry volume nine tragedy and humor part two read for LibriVox.org by sonia as the committee craig franklin as h w l of cambridge and general george p m phone as the honourable edward e of boston and n p w thomas peter as john greenleaf w and thomas bailey a jason in canada as dr oliver wendell h and lian yao as william cullen b poems received in response to an advertised call for a national anthem national anthem by h w l of cambridge back in the years when flagstaff the dane was monarch over the sea-ribbed land of the fleet-footed norsemen once they went forth young ursa to gaze at the heavens ursa the noblest of all vikings and horsemen musing he sat in his stirrups and viewed the horizon where the aurora lapped stars in a north pole manner wildly he started for there in the heavens before him fluttered and flew the original star-spangled banner two objections are in the way of the acceptance of this anthem by the committee in the first place it is not an anthem at all secondly it is a gross plagiarism from an old sclavonic war-song of the primeval ages next we quote from a national anthem by the honourable edward e of boston ponderous projectiles hurled by heavy hands fell on our liberty's poor infant head ere she a stadium had well advanced on the great path that to her greatness led her temple's propylon was shattered yet thanks to saving grace and washington her incubus was from her bosom hurled and rising like a cloud dispelling sun he took the oil with which her hair was curled to grace the hub round which revolves the world this fine production is rather heavy for an anthem and contains too much of boston to be considered strictly national to set such an anthem to music would require a wagner and even were it really accommodated to a tune it could only be whistled by the populace we now come to a national anthem by john greenleaf w my native land thy puritanic stock still finds its roots firm bound in plymouth rock and all thy sons unite in one grand wish to keep the virtues of preserved fish preserved fish the deacon stern and true told our new england what her sons should do and should they swerve from loyalty and right then the whole land were lost indeed in night the sectional bias of this anthem renders it unsuitable for use in that small margin of the world situated outside of new england hence the above must be rejected here we have a very curious national anthem by dr oliver wendell h a diagnosis of our history proves our native land a land its native loves its birth a deed obstetric without peer its growth a source of wonder far and near 
to love it more behold how foreign shores sink into nothingness beside its stores hyde park at best though counted ultra grand the boston common of victoria's land the committee must not be blamed for rejecting the above after reading thus far for such an anthem could only be sung by a college of surgeons or a beacon street tea-party turn we now to a national anthem by william cullen b the sun sinks softly to his evening post the sun swells grandly to his morning crown yet not a star our flag of heaven has lost and not a sunset stripe with him goes down so thrones may fall and from the dust of those new thrones may rise to totter like the last but still our country's noble planet glows while the eternal stars of heaven are fast upon finding that this does not go well to the air of yankee doodle the committee feel justified in declining it it being furthermore prejudiced against it by a suspicion that the poet has crowded an advertisement of a paper which he edits into the first line next we quote from a national anthem by general george p m in the days that tried our fathers many years ago our fair land achieved her freedom blood bought you know shall we not defend her ever as we'd defend that fair maiden kind and tender calling us friend yes let all the echoes answer from hill and vale yes let other nations hearing joy in the tale our columbia is a lady high-born and fair we have sworn allegiance to her touch her who dare the tone of this anthem not being devotional enough to suit the committee it should be printed on an edition of linen cambric handkerchiefs for ladies especially observe this national anthem by n p w one hue of our flag is taken from the cheeks of my blushing pet and its stars beat time and sparkle like the studs on our chemisette its blue is the ocean shadow that hides in her dreamy eyes and it conquers all men like her and still for a union flies several members of the committee find that this anthem has too much of the anachron spice to suit them we next peruse a national anthem thomas bailey a the little brown squirrel hops in the corn the cricket quaintly sings the emerald pigeon nods his head and the shad in the river springs the dainty sunflower hangs its head on the shore of the summer sea and better far that i were dead if mart did not love me i love the squirrel that hops in the corn and the cricket that quaintly sings and the emerald pigeon that nods his head and the shad that gaily springs i love the dainty sunflower too and maud with her snowy breast i love them all but i love i love i love my country best this is certainly very beautiful and sounds somewhat like tennyson though it may be rejected by the committee it can never lose its value as a piece of excellent reading for children 
it is calculated to fill the youthful mind with patriotism and natural history beside touching the youthful heart with an emotion palpitating for all end of poem this recording is in a public domain